today on Unpacked. Butterfly, butterfly. Ridiruruele. <laughs> ah, but that was when you guys were a group. <laughs> the way we were so close and we ended up being like a family. People looked at him. He didn't have any signs of anyone that, you know, mm. had cancer. Mm. And, you know, it hit me so hard. It's a pain that will never go away, you know. Mm. I'm still grieving them even today. If you don't know the group threesome, you will know about them today. The surviving member of the group is here to share his story. Let's unpack. Music group threesome was one of the most popular performance outfits in the early 2000s. They glossed our screens, graced magazine covers, and were the life of the party at celebrity events. However, in the last few years, two of its members Koyo Bala and Jeff Moyo passed away, leaving Amstel Maboa as the only surviving member of the trio. This is Amstel's story. Let's unpack. Amstel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you for having me. I feel obviously just so honored, Jorge, you were able to come and talk to us. But take us back, ne? Yes. back in time and tell us the year. Jorge, how did you actually meet Jeff and Goyo? Butterfly, butterfly. Ridiruruele. <laughs> ah, but that was when you guys were a group. How did you actually meet? Like, what was the first time Okopana okay. and Jeff and first time um, Okopana Lukoy? The first person that uh, I met was Koyo. Mm. It was in a club in Yuval, Club mm. Tando. So, you know, Literally. knowing me on a dance floor, dancing, and this flamboyant fly guy comes to me and say, we Mofia Pure. And I was like, huh? <laughs> Mofia <laughs> you know? And because of that personality, a vibe, and we clicked. And then the same night, uh, Goya slept at my apartment. Mm. And then from there on... You guys were just became best, best... Immediately. Yes. And what year was this? Because you it all was, had a time where it was the, the place to be. Uh, it was in 97. 97. Yes. Yeah. And then the year after, we met Jeff. Mm. The same way, on the dance same floor. Same way, on the dance on floor. On the dance floor. And what did Jeff say to you? Jeff... In, just loved the way I was dancing and my dress sense. And when I looked at him as well, he was a stylish person. And mm. we clicked. And from there on, the Rubele was formed. So how and when did you realize, Jorge, actually we can all sing, we have a musical talent. And maybe you can tell us by what was everyone doing when you met them? Okay. Jeff was working at a retail store. Mm. Um, hence his dress sense. He was very stylish. And then Koyo as well was working in a retail store. And now as a student, yes. then uh, so-called Vestec, now, mm. you know, UJ. And um, because we were young and, you know, in Joburg, free-spirited, and we just wanted to explore, um, we started going out a lot, you know, uh, wherever we go, because of our bubbly personality, we attracted, you know, beautiful things and beautiful people, mm. you know. And um, I remember it was in the year 2000, uh, we get crushed at the Dukutuku Awards. Mm. 
Yeah. Hey, they were big. They were big. Yes. And what actually happened is because of, you know, our dance and dress sense, we jumped into stage. Everybody at that time were, was, were too, you know, uptight. And mm. media and everybody loved us. And then the following day, we were on the newspaper. The three um, musketeers, mm. Amstel Koy and Jeff. So on a weekly basis, there was a newspaper article about these three butterflies. Rejaifa somewhere. Rejaifa somewhere. And then that's how we attracted media. But and now, where did the name come yet, butterflies? Was it the media that gave you that name? No, um, after we won, uh, because the following year, after we get crushed the Dukutuk Awards, we won the Social Butterfly Award. Oh. So hence, Dukutuk And this was at the Feather Awards? No, at the Dukutuk Awards. Yes, the Social Butterfly Award. Hence, Dukutubele. Yes. Yes. And then we had a song, Dukutubele. So that is why... But before before the song, yes. I get it now, you guys were still friends and you were going out. When did you formalized to say, actually, guys, let's make a group. Let's make this thing a thing. Okay. I think everything happened. It was magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brenda Fassi. Brenda Fassi, the other day, I was singing in her car, and she was like, what? You can sing, you know? And Koya and Jeff, they can dance. You guys, something can come out of you. Mm-hmm. We went to the studio. We did a song, Socialism Movie. How? But the what, next, what was the inspiration of that song? Because she always said, Imofizam. Mm. Imofizam. And then we would sing, hey, hey, socialism of in her car. And we did a track, socialism of. Mm. She took the song to CCP EMI. Mm. The next thing we get a call that Which you is guys, a record label. Yes. yes. The next thing we get a call that you guys uh, want to see you. When you got there, you've got a deal. That's how it happened. Wow. So it wasn't something that you had initially been planning all no. along. It almost happened by, by chance. Yes, yes, by yes. chance. But um, all I can say is that we all come from that background of, mm. uh, you know, from our townships where we grew up. Uh, we've always been those active, uh, you know, people in the community, like whether it be a dance group or mm. a school choir, we all come from the same background, you know. And who was it of the three of you that knew Mabr? It was all of us. We met her at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you guys became friends. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. So now she pushed a label, said, actually, come. Born. We're going to give you a deal. Yes. What was the formal name of the group when now they were making you? We had three names. Okay. Um, three Sam. We had um, Dirurubele mm. and um, the Scorpions. But Trisam made sense, mm. you know, because we were always together and we felt like, you know what, it makes sense, Trisam together, unseparable trio. Mm. And I mean, it came from the people as well. And then we thought, let's give the people what they want, mm. Trisam. And that's how the name was formed. So at some point now, you are media darlings. Mm-hmm. You release the first song. And how, how was it received? It was not well received mm. because I believe uh, CCPMI. Uh, never did justice because mm. they felt uh, these three guys they can market themselves so we mm. never got like the real marketing deal mm. because everything was like they're always on the newspaper they can sell yes. themselves so yes. business wise in terms of music they never sold us yes. you know 
Do you but remember? But we won a, a, a Metro Award. Yeah, mm, yeah. The first album. Do you remember hearing your song on the radio for the first time? Oh, yes. Yes. And what, where, where were you? Rastofila We're on our way going to Rustenbeck mm. to visit Jeff's mother. And then this, we get a call that, Yo, Zela, your song is playing. That was uh, Butterfly. I stopped the car and like we screamed. You know, it was a beautiful experience. Mm. Yeah, I will never forget. What was the Metro Award for? A best style group. Best style yes. group. And I mean, you guys are quite stylish. For all the times that I have seen you, you go out of your way with makeup, yes. with accessories, we had to make sure. with everything. Mm. In terms of the culture, mm. you know, when we say the culture. Mm -hmm. What do you think you were bringing to the culture at the time? Because a big part of, you, you know, your role was also regarding your sexuality. Yes. So what do you think you brought in terms of your sexuality to the culture? Because it's not like now we're more woke. Mm. Back then it was different. Okay. It was more of we are here and this is who we are. Mm. And we we're pushing equality, love and acceptance. And we did that through music. Mm. Each and every opportunity that we got, we were selling and pushing the LGBTI community in mm. terms of this is who we are, accept us and love us and we are here to stay, mm. you know. And unaware, we've touched so many people, mm. the youth. Um, I, you know, I still get that every day, like whenever I would walk somewhere and there will be a young gay boy who will come to me and say, you know what, thank you so much, you guys, you know, you, you, you gave us hope and you, you, you've actually made um, things easy for us. Mm. You know, our family, they, they've accepted us mm. for who we are because you've made it easy for us before we could even speak because they saw you on television or be a newspaper article and they were like, you know what, these people are existing, mm. you know? Because it was like a taboo then, mm. but we were brave enough to say, this is who we are, mm. and this is the only way to make people understand mm. by just being brave and speaking up open, openly about our sexuality, you know? And in terms of the support you received, Gohai, mm. do you feel, Jorge, you were able to be that out and proud oh, yes. because Kohai, yes. you were already loved yes, for who you were. Yes. It plays a very important role mm. in one's life. You know, when you get that love from home, I mean, when you go out, you don't care about what the next person says mm. because your energy is only love, you know, because you've accepted yourself who you are and your family knows who you are and they love you for who you are. Then the next person is like, I mean, hello. Mm. You know, yes, you know? yes. Okay, so at some point, you guys are out there, you are performing. Did you ever experience a surprise of, because you were receiving love, but did mm. you ever experience discrimination in certain places, even though you were well-known celebrities and celebrated and loved? Not at all. Uh, what actually happened is some of the promoters were skeptical to book uh, Dresam because of the same reasons. Mm. They were thinking that uh, maybe if we get on stage, we'll get booed or something. Mm. But funny enough, whenever we were on stage, people were asking for more. Mm. They were asking for more because we gave people a performance, mm. you know. We respected our craft, costume, dance, 
And everything was like professional and there was no way not to love us. In, in today's times, you know, a lot of celebrities have a team behind them. They have a publicist, manager, assistant, stylist, makeup artist, hair person. Did you guys have a team at the time or were you doing a lot of the things yourself? We were doing a lot of things ourselves mm. uh, because also we were providing the same service to other personalities, mm. you know. So we knew what we wanted, you know. So it was easy for us. It was like a package, you know. Mm. So those things have always been there, you know. But with us, it was different because we provide the same savers, so mm. we did it for ourselves. So what are some of the skills? Because maybe somebody's watching and they're like, how oh, I had no idea this person does this. What are some of the things that you, services you're providing for other celebrities or things that you do, some of the things Jeff did, some of the things that Goyo did? Um, Jeff was a stylist. Mm. Um, I was a makeup artist. But I don't do it anymore. I don't touch people's faces anymore. Mm -hmm. Unless if I feel like I don't do it like as a business. Yes, yes. You know, but if someone really wants me to do their face, like I'm still pleased, then I will do it. Mm, yeah. Mm. And what about Goyo? Goyo was a stylist as well. Mm. He worked closely with Drum Magazine because mm. he was an assistant for Ephraim Mulewan. Yes, yes, yes. Because mm. I know that they worked very close. Yes, mm. yes. So in that time, um, you are out there, you are gigging. So many times we hear of music groups where there's bickering and backstabbing and problems. Did you guys ever experience that? Especially when there's more than two people mm. in a relationship, yes. it can be troublesome. Did you guys ever face those challenges? Um, you know, the way we are so close and we ended up being like a family mm. and would fight, but not for like serious things. Like mm. maybe jealous of, I think Koyo has got a new friend, you know, yeah. this person is stepping into our, you know, space, space. Mm. things like that. And um, we'll have a gig maybe the same day and we're not speaking to each other. But immediately when we jump on stage, the communication, you won't even notice. After stage again, we are like, you know, so we had those moments. Yes. Yeah. And who were some of your biggest supporters from the industry at the time? Um... Lebo Matosa, mm. Brenda Farsi, they've played a very vital role. Like, it was like um, they've prepared us for being on bigger stages and platforms. Mm. Like, we'd go with them when they were performing, we'll see them backstage, you know, all the preparations, the rehearsals. So, when it was our time, we already knew what to do, you know. Yes. The professional side of things, be on time, respect your work, and, you know. I mean, you you mentioning such iconic women, Lebuma Tosa, Brenda Fasi. Yes. What are some of the biggest lessons that you can say the three of you, or even you yourself as an individual, mm. uh, took from Mabr, took from Lebuma Tosa? What are those biggest gifts that they gave you? Respect your work, respect your audience, whether it can be 10, um, you know, audience, give them as if, give them a full fit show as if there's 10,000 people, you know, mm -hmm. because those people came and they respected you for them being at your show. So make it as if there's 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so always respect your audience. And I mean, I'm sure they also taught you a lot about work ethic. Oh, yes, they did. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. did. Um, contracts, very important, you know. 
be careful of what you're signing. And, you know, the industry is very tough, you know, mm. and they were tough women. And I'm grateful that I've met them and they've showed and taught me so much mm. that I had, that I wanted to know about the industry, you know. Mm. I'm smarter today. Yeah, it's mm. because of that. Yes. So at some point, and maybe you can paint a timeline for us, mm. um, it was in the late 90s mm. where now you guys are a group mm -hmm. and you start performing, you have your first album out. What is the next thing that happened for the three of you? Um, so many things were coming through, like would get like a special booking for uh, cameo roles, mm. you know, and... Things were just happening, you know, you know, it, it, it is the benefits of fame, mm. you know. So things sometimes come like on a silver plate, you know. Mm. So those were the benefits. And uh, what are some of the highlight things that you'd say happened for the three of you? And it doesn't just have to be career wise, it mm -hmm. can also be personal life. Um, there's so many, hey, there's so many. Um, one that I can think of um, is when we were invited by the president, mm. you know. Who was the president at the time? At uh, that time, it was President um, Zuma. Mm. Yes. Uh, for, we're doing the, the campaigns mm. for, you know, the party. Mm. And then we, because of, we've got this terminologies that we use like Vroshka. And he jumped on stage with us like, yes, this party is Vroshka. So that, those were the highlights and everybody else was like talking about Vroshka. So I think I'll take that as one of the highlights, president being with us on stage and mm. like, you know, I want that Trisam here with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What were some of the low difficult moments as a group when People saw you out there being high up there, but there was something maybe not so great happening behind the scenes. Um, we had to fight for many things. Mm. Like all the time when people saw the glitz and glamour, is because of we put up that face, you know, because mm. we didn't want people to see uh, what we go through. Uh, whenever the, we wanted something, we always had to fight and push because they'll say, Ish, the country's not ready for a gay group. The country's not ready for this and this, you know? So we're always like judged, you know? Until we say, you know what? We are going to do this. Mm. And, you know, they will have no choice but, you know, to give us whatever that we wanted. So it's some of the things that people didn't know that we had to go through mm. because of our sexuality. It was not easy. One of the, 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 the ways that, you know, you say you were described as, as a gay group, mm -hmm. did you consider yourselves a gay group? No, we are openly, we are openly gay group, but mm -hmm. that's what I always uh, said to people, that music is music. Unfortunately, yes. it is, is an open gay group, you know? Mm -hmm. There's no gay music, you know? Yes. And uh, we always uh, fought in terms of, we don't want to only get gigs at the LGBTI events. Mm. Book us anyway, you know. Mm. We are musicians. We are not just a gay band yes. singing for gay people. No, yes. you know. We want to the only everybody. thing that we did was being open about our sexuality, mm. you know. Yes. Mm. In terms of your individual journeys, I mean, how did you manage 
um, whatever ups and downs are happening in your personal life with being a part of a group because you also have your own personal ambitions. Mm -hmm. And we've seen for many years there'll be individuals that want to go solo, for mm -hmm. example, or maybe you're like, guys, I actually need to focus on this at home. Okay. Um, I'm, 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 I'm glad you phrased that uh, question. My solo um, career, I've, Koyo and Jeff, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they are now, you know, in the resting place, knowing that I was planning my solo, you know, mm. career. And then uh, there were a few gigs that I did and I invited them and they were always rooting for me. We rooted for each other. Yes. Like we were supporting, very supportive for each other. Like if Jeff would say, show me, you know, I feel like now I want to concentrate on styling. And we give him full support. Show me what do you want us to help you with, you know? Mm -hmm. So that kind of a thing, because we knew that we were not only going to survive from one check, mm -hmm. you know? And there's so much that you can do, you know, in the entertainment industry, you know? Uh, there are many opportunities, whether it be acting, mm -hmm. MC gig, whatever appearance, use the opportunity. And as an artist, be everything that you feel like you can be. Mm -hmm. Don't box yourself. Yes. So over the years, I mean, we know how the industry works. You popular one moment and then the popularity wanes a bit. Mm -hmm. Did you ever start to feel like um, the industry starting to forget you guys or the industry is not caring as much about you, the public is not caring as much about yes. you. Yes, mm. yes. When did you start to feel like that? Uh, we were prepared. Mm. And hence I said uh, that, you know, we're groomed and we're lucky because those things happened to Lebu and Brenda at some point. Mm. And we saw them and we were with them during that, those moments, yeah. you know. We know that sometimes you are there and sometimes it's, it's about how you get up again, mm. you know. So you must always revamp yourself. And also the entertainment industry, more especially media, when they feel like, you know, the sugar in you, they're going to use the sugar and they feel like sugarless and there's nothing to offer. Then there's the next victim, mm. you know. And it's part of the game. Mm. That's how it is, you know. You must understand and move on, keep on moving on. So when do you think that happened for for the three of you in your career? Um, it was in 2010. Mm. 2010, uh, now there was only negative publicity, mm. you know. It was no longer the flamboyant, you know, pampamparastrisam, you know, mm. articles. It was about now trashing us on weekly basis, you know. But we, we, we were strong to understand how media works, you know. We'll always go out, you know, with that, you know, face, smiling face and energy, just to say, you know what, whatever that you can say, we are moving on, you know. Mm. Uh, gigs were starting to be less. Mm. Um, and we could see that, no, man, it's like Titanic now, mm. you know. What can we do, you know? Mm. What were some of the things that they would say about you that were untrue? That um, I was running a brothel. A brothel? Yes. Wow. Yes. And about Jeff and Goyo or the three of you as a collective? That um, we, we don't like each other. We're just pretending. Of which it was untrue. Hmm. 
Mm. And how did that make you feel? Made us stronger. We we're just laughing about it all the time. Yeah. But pity for those who don't know because, uh, you know, media was selling because at that time we were like, you know, we we're selling papers, mm. you know. And, but it didn't hit hard. But for our fans, it was like, guys, is it true that you really not like what we think you are, mm, you know? Mm, mm. Mm. So the years go by. Um, at some point, you know, Jeff becomes um, unwell. Mm. You guys were at a gig together. Talk us through that. Oh, um, you know, we, we stayed together mm. for many years. And then I think God sometimes prepare you for certain things. And two years before Jeff got sick, he had already moved to um, Spreit. He was mm. staying there. And then we were only meeting when we've got gigs, you mm. know. And then... And at the time, were you still living with Koyo? No, was I was living? staying on my own. Okay, everyone, everyone was, was on yeah, their own. Koyo was staying with Ephraim most of the time. Yes. And then... Um, so Jeff complained a lot about his, you know, his time. He's mm-hmm. like he's got a gastric something acid or, you know. And because you don't see a person all the time. Mm. So when he came, I could see that, no, man, this is not the person I know. This is not my friend, you know. He has changed a lot. But because of the love of what we had and also we needed to pay rent. Mm. So I remember there was a gig in Pulukwan in 2010, um, the fan parks. And, you know, performing, but I could see that he was struggling on stage. Mm. But lucky enough, because, you know, you must always prepare yourself. I had um, this uh, backup dancers just to give, you know, the group a supportive, uh, you know, system on stage mm. because I could see that Koyo and Jeff were not well at the same time, mm. you know. Mm. And, you know, performing with them in that position, I needed to be strong, mm. you know, you know, to protect both of them on stage. But people can see, mm. you know, it was the hardest thing ever in my life. Mm. Mm. So what happened the following day um, after that gig? It was, I think, two weeks after he went home now mm. because he was starting to get worse. And then I was at a studio. And Rastenberg. Rastenberg, yeah. yeah. And then I was at a studio, you know, continuing with my solo um, recording. Then I got a call that Jeff is no more. Oh, mm. I felt like it's mm. And, you know, when you've had plans, you know, with, you know, people that you grew up with, we had so much planned together. And I felt like, you know, God, you are robbing me one robber, you know. Mm. And... You know, it hit me so hard. It's a pain that will never go away, you know. Mm. I'm still grieving them even today. And no phone to give that told you the news. Give phone to give And I'm sure that hit you so hard because you were just with that person, yes. even though you saw they were yeah, well. Yeah, it's you were thinking, oh, they went home and he'll come back, you know. Mm. Sharp. Mm. I didn't mm. expect that. What what was what was the last conversation the two of you had had? Um, tell me how are you feeling. Ah, it's like a sharp. Okay, right. Tibi leke mole chaching. Yeah, because we're always talking on the phone. Mm. So I'm happy, Zala, that you are recovering. I can't wait to see you. Mm. And then what happened with uh, Koyo? 
um, you know, those last days between the two of you? Yo, we're coming from the Metro Awards. Koyo then, Namuvetsi back home to Cape Town. So he came for the metros and then he stayed with me, Kumamelodi. And then um, he felt like, Chomi, I need to go to Jobek and see Ephraim because from here I have to go back to Cape Town. Mm. How? The next thing, Utamine, like um, three days mm. um, to visit Ephraim, coming from the metros. Mm. The next thing, Kikra call from Ephraim, I'm still, Oyo is not well. What is happening? Mm. I'm coming right now to take his bags. Goyo must go to Cape Town today. Mm. When Goyo came to the house, he couldn't even walk. Mm. I was like, God, what is happening? You know? So the pic- that picture is still in my mind and it's not what I wanted to see. Mm. Um, we made a few phone calls um, to arrange for um, his flight. And then we also contacted Lerato because then Lerato was working for, she was a flight attendant. So we yes, didn't uh, know that. This being Lerato Kanyo. Yes. 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 So, Lerato, we didn't know of certain services. Okay, you can uh, request for a special take care, you know. Mm. They can take him with a wheelchair until mm. those kind of services. So, it makes things easy. The same night, um, Goyo passed on. So, he passed away before getting on the flight? No, 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 no. As in, he got on the flight? He got on the flight. The sisters picked him up at the airport. Mm. They took him straight to the hospital. Mm. The same night, Koyo passed on. I received a call in the morning from Ephraim that I'm still, Koyo is no more. I was like, oh no. Sure. This can be happening. And what was your understanding as to what happened? Um, Koyo had cancer. Mm. Yeah. And he, he was very verbal about it on social media. Mm. And um, he was going through treatments and stuff mm. like that, you know. So, I, you know, I think when it's time, it's time. Because at the metros, he was barbed. It was like, when people looked at him, he didn't have any signs of anyone that, you know, mm. had cancer. Like, his, his passing came as a shock to so many because he was so happy at the metros. Mm. He even went out more partying than me. I was always in the room, you know? Mm. And I guess when it's time, it's time. Mm. Mm. There was a period after Jeff had passed away where now threesome was no longer the three of you. What yes. had you decided would be of the group when it was you and Goyo? Um, we were always encouraging each other that, you know, life must go on. Mm. We can still do it, you know. And we had few gigs, really, too. And, but just to Vrushka up the performance, the same backup dancers, I'll use them so that, you know, the stage gets full. Mm. Mm. But did the perfor- obviously the performances never felt the same. Yeah. Yes. They were never the same. Mm. Mm. So what did it mean for you when uh, Goyo passed on and it's not just a band member, it's your oh. other best friend. Mm-hmm. What did it mean for you just in terms of, because a, a part of your identity is attached to, to two other people who are no longer. Yes. yes. Yo, even today, um, it's like I'm dreaming. It's like this can be true, you know. But I had to accept because acceptance was 
a healing process to me, mm. you know. And there's so many things that reminds me of them all the time. Like I have portfolio of all the newspaper articles, this music, mm. you know, that I can still hear the voices. And I remember each and every moment when we're recording those songs. Mm. So the memories are still here, you mm. know. Mm. Mm. It was a great loss. How would you um, like for Jeff to be remembered? Oh, he was a happy soul. Mm. Very friendly, you know, always laughing. He had a beautiful smile, mm. you know. And he knew that that was, you know, killer point. When you say Jeff, he will start smiling. So yeah. there was this smile that everybody knew about Jeff. Like when they will see Jeff, they will just give him that smile and he will smile back. You know, he had mm. beautiful teeth as well. And Goyo, how would you like to Oh, fly, pampamparas. You know, over the top, Koyo, you yes. know, a people's person. Yes. Yeah, he was a go-getter, Koyo. Mm. Yeah, Koyo, if he wanted something, he'll go straight and get it. Mm. Nasa chika chik. So now you've uh, started pursuing your solo career. Yes. And what has that journey been like for you? Because you're used to collaborating with yes. two other people. Yes. I always say, I think um, the threesome experience was like a rehearsal of everything that is happening to me, you know. And uh, whenever I jump on stage, I invite that energy mm. because my opening um, song is Vulin Lela from Tresam. Mm. So they're always with me on stage. Mm. Yes. Mm. What, what of theirs would you say you carry with you? Um, both. Mm. Both and just be a people's person, just be genuine. Mm. They were very authentic mm. and honestly so, you know. Mm. That's the spirit that made us connect. Mm. So I am moving with that, respecting anyone. Mm. How have you been able to, you know, because obviously there's ups and downs in this industry. Sometimes, like you said, you're high up there. Sometimes you're not high up, you're a little yeah. bit low. How have you been coping, you know, when gigs got few and fun between when the industry was showing you flames, mm. how did you survive, be it financially, emotionally, all of it? Family, my family structure is very amazing. Mm. My mother and my two siblings, very supportive. Mm. You know, um, we support each other. Mm. Um, like, I'll make that call, Mama, you know, I'm short of rent money. Mm. And immediately, you know, I'm sorted. Sometimes, you know, you know, when you feel like I want to be independent and sometimes I don't want to be a burden, I want to do things for myself, but yeah. there comes a point in time where you must swallow that pride mm. and, you know, ask, you know. Mm. So, and the best thing to do is family, more especially when you've got a supportive family because with the industry friends, everything is fake. Is, you know? is that what you realized at I've some realized, point? Yes, mm. I've and realized. What was the moment that you realized, Horio, this industry and some of the people in it can be very Um After losing Jeff, mm. because, you know, the gigs and most of the things, you know, started going down. Mm. And you can see that now I'm getting more, I'm getting less calls. Mm. There's no longer, um, you know, group of people in my house. Not that I wanted 
to have a group of people. I, I needed time to myself, but you can see that things are changing, mm. you know? And I realized that, you know, uh, when days are tougher, there are few friends, mm. you know? Mm. And that's how it is. What did it mean for you to, you know, move back with family and be around family? Because Josie can be rough. It can be rough. Mm. With family is love. You know, honesty, and they just want the best for you, you know, mm. and they will be honest with you. If Babona Hormongari, you are out of line, they will be honest with you, mm. you know. Mm. So, family is everything, and I'm grateful that I've got my mother and my two sisters, and the, you know, the Mabuas who are always supportive of everything that I do. And not only me, we support each other as a family. Mm. Mm. So where to from here for you? I'm moving on. Mm. You know, yes. New music. I'm into catering and deco business. It's a family business. And I'm happy that I'm doing that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What is the final thing you'd like to share with viewers watching at home that maybe they don't know about you or an important lesson that you want to share with them? Okay. Um, the flamboyant Amstel that you see out there, I'm also very spiritual. I love my space. Most of the time I spend it in my room, you know, whether it be um, watching a movie or reading something. Mm. And I don't go out if my energy is not okay. Mm. I only go out when I feel like, you know, the vrushka in me is there and that's exactly what you're going to receive. And all I can say to the viewers out there, Love yourself, respect yourself, and live life to the fullest. Oh, thank mm. you so, so much for coming to share. And I think what you're saying about energy, I really can feel mm. a difference in your energy. You are vibrating at high levels that are feel-good vibes, and I'm completely feeling it. And, you know, we will always remember... Mm the three of you as threesome yes. together and for the amazing things you did for the community. Mm. But we'll also never forget Jeff oh. Goyo and continue to miss them and they live in our hearts forever. Thank you. Hashtag unpacked with Rile What did I tell you? If you did not know threesome today, you now know them. Amazing souls, an amazing group, and they really made a mark in the South African music industry, but also they did something for the culture. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good night. Next time on Unpacked. What did you see that made it appealing to you? People were posting this and that, different stuff, and then I was like, wow, I want to be that. I just told them I want a natural looking silhouette. I don't want anything out of the ordinary. I want a white skin tone. I mm. love what I am. Mm. And then I'm still black. I love my body. I love my body so much. I wouldn't change it for anything, but I'll never go back.
you so much for watching Unpacked with Rilebkhile Mamoja. Make sure you subscribe to my channel where you can get to watch more episodes. But more importantly, you can be part of our online community. Comment down below, share with us who you'd like to see on the show, what story you'd like us to discuss. We love engaging with you. Keep it coming and don't forget to subscribe.